0: Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Dan Van Kirk. Yes, from Dumb People Town, and we've got Adam from Adam Ruins Everything. Adam Conover on the show this Hello.
1: week. Hello. Good time
0: in Dumb People Town, right? I mean, you like to make people smarter when they finish watching your show and try to do. listen to your podcast. They try and be smarter. We are going to not be focusing on those people in this <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> no, but we are going to focus on possibly the greatest eyewitness to any one of our stories. <laughs> Mulver. 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 The first story Mulver. has one of the greatest Dumb People Town characters everywhere. Ever, and he didn't actually do anything wrong. (laughs)
2: Check it out. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie.
1: Hi, my name is Heather Graham, and I'm playing Dorothy Tyson in the movie The Last Rampage last rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison and uh, it's a very dark story and Gary Tyson is not a good guy I play his wife and I'm super loyal and devoted to him even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world
2: in theaters September 22nd, and available for on-demand pre-order August 22nd. Find out more on Twitter by following at LastRampageFilm, or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm.
1: Feral Audio.
0: Hey, welcome to the X-Files Files. Files. It's been a while, sorry, Um, Emily's here, making faces at me. We've all had, hopefully, a wonderful long uh, Christmas, holiday, New Year break, and we're all back, excited to be watching more X-Files. Hope you guys watched. You know what I was going to do? I was going to do the Ghosts Who Stole Christmas as a special Christmas episode, and then I just watched it. And didn't record an episode. I just decided to just kind of watch it and enjoy it and not, you know, uh, put anything out about it. So it'll, it'll come out later. <laughs> hey, no. We watched it together.
1: We did. I wanted to watch some Christmas episodes of television shows. I'm just saying, how dare you watch something for joy alone. For
0: joy alone. Um, this episode, uh, the guest is Matt Gourley, who is awesome, really, really, really funny guy. He's from Super Ego. Um, he's, you know, uh, involved with that new Wolf Pop. Podcast network that Paul Shearer started. Um, he is an awesome, really, really funny guy. He's in the Harmontown family, if anyone knows that podcast that I do uh, every now and then. So I had him on, um, and he's a guy who's not super crazy hardcore fan. So it was interesting. Um, he was obviously aware of the show, he's seen the show. So we picked two um, standalone episodes, obviously, it would have been super mean of me to just pick two episodes that um you know for the mythologies we talk about revelations we talk about war of the copper phages and um they're uh you know i obviously uh you'll hear my thoughts on the episode so i'm just gonna let that go um follow me at f- files, x files <laughs> files why are you laughing? Go ahead. I haven't had a podcast in a while.
1: You're doing a great
0: job. Follow me at X-Files Files. You guys don't realize how crazy it feels to just record a thing. Sitting in your living room. To
1: nobody.
0: To nobody. I
1: mean, you can talk to me.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yes, but you're doing your own thing. X-Files. I just mean recording the intro is really hard because you're not talking to anybody. All the other podcast stuff, you're talking to someone here. It's just like, hey, people. Anyway, what was I talking about? Kamal,
1: tell me where I can find you online.
0: You can find me at X-Files Files, find me, find me at Kamal, N-K-U-M-A-I-L-N, or oh, the new season of Portlandia starts very soon. Mm-hmm. I'm in one episode of that, um, and if you haven't seen that show, watch it. Uh, all four ep- uh, seasons are on Netflix, and um, I am in all four seasons. You can watch The Meltdown with Jonan and Kumail, which is my stand-up comedy show that I do for Comedy Central that my wife, Emily Gordon, produces. She
1: sounds great.
0: She's, she's cool. Uh, that I do for Comedy Central. Um, she, uh, You can watch that on Amazon. What else can I plug? Oh, Silicon Valley is on iTunes and on Amazon. So watch that. We're shooting season two right now. And it's going pretty awesome. I actually start back up tomorrow. I have to be at work tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. So... Uh, the first day of school feeling. Yes, Emily. Are you
1: gonna Are you, are you gonna open the next Files as to why Cameron Diaz and Benji Madden got
0: married? It's okay. Love, you know. Love, love takes all forms. Love, love is love.
1: Love is love.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, people look at us and think the same thing. Oh, that's like a compliment to you.
1: Oh no, that's not the case. Okay, you have less tattoos and you're way cooler.
0: Okay, great. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, Go to Reddit. uh, The subreddit is at X-Files Files. Files, um, And, you know, you know all this stuff. Do it. Hey, dude. Uh... Hey, dude. Hey, dude. <laughs> that's hey, bro. A great, uh, Matt Gorley is here. <laughs> Hi. Thanks so much for coming, dude. That was
2: the least likely intro to an X-Files podcast. Hey,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I felt real lame. It's earlier than it is usually when I'm yeah. recording these. And it's, it's a
2: Sunday morning. I mean, we should be in church.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great segue into the first episode. I know, huh? Um, that's right. So your history, we talked about this. You hadn't seen it in a while, but you were a fan of the show back
2: in the day. I, yeah, I was, I was... I liked it, but I, I, in no way am an expert, and I had, like, seen episodes, but I started to watch a little bit more when the lone gunman came into the okay, picture so more, sort of later, yeah. And they had that spinoff, oh. right? They had the spinoff, like the yes, ill fated spinoff or something. Yes, it's real ill fated.
0: In the first episode of the spinoff, uh, episode one is about someone flying a
2: plane into the World Trade Center. That's right. Okay. Which oh is my cr- god, that's crazy. I remember that now. And it was like a year before that happened and i can't i'm surprised at how much my memory fails me in terms of what i had seen and i have not watched x-files since but i do remember i was in vacation i was on vacation with my girlfriend at the time in vancouver and we always had this thing that no matter where we went we'd like to go see a movie Uh on vacation and we saw the x-files movie did
0: it make sense to you
2: or at the yeah. time, were you sort of? In, yeah, knew I what knew was enough to understand everything that was going on, but just barely. And yeah. I even think I remember that being a condition in the reviews a lot of saying like, you should know this, you should know this. Yeah. So I felt like I was primed going into okay. it. Okay, yeah, good. Well, these are two sort
0: of. So I sort of picked two, you know, because we hung out at uh, Dan Harmon's wedding, and I was like, all right, well, I'll just pick two sort of random one-offs. I'm glad you did. Yeah. But they turned out to be sort of interesting because Revelations... I think you know you know, Mulder is the believer and yeah. Scully is a skeptic. Yeah, and Revelations, I got a little confused. Watching. It flips that. Yeah. It flips that. And then the next one, they're sort of separated. And it really is sort of... It comments on their
2: relationship more than uh, most other episodes do. Yeah, these back-to-back really show how zealous zealous they can each get right and it started to make me think like i always remember him being that way but is she like this in other no ways? But this was just a one-off kind of this thing.
0: was well they sort of have started bringing because her thing that they sort of decided because Mulder's character is pretty clear right he's yeah. like a guy whose his sister was abducted he's obsessed with this quest with her, I think at some point they realized a person just saying, no, that's not it, isn't interesting. So then they started bringing her religiousness into it. And that was there were seeds of that right in the beginning. She's always wearing a cross. Um, so this one sort of tackles the issue of her faith kind of head on and molders the skeptic and she's the believer. And then her character's sort of um, tension becomes, you know, because she's a scientist, so she needs proof versus religion that sort of requires blind faith to an extent so how do you uh, sort of reconcile those two things so this one's sort of about that um and it really the religions it's it's much harder i realized watching this it's easy to make a show where someone believes in crazy aliens and make fun of them or comment on it than it is to have someone who's very religious Uh because it's tricky to
2: then either support them or discredit them. I felt like the writers themselves were struggling because the last line of the episode is it's Scully saying mostly that no one is listening. And I felt like that was the writer saying, Hey, like don't take us as religious zealots. Yeah. We still have a level head about this. We just want to explore it. And yeah, That was fascinating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where well, she's like, uh, if he's out, he's saying stuff, but nobody's listening, which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I my first reaction watching this episode was, because I grew up very religious and it's in church and my the first thing I think of when I think of religion is boredom, <laughs> just like going to these. For me, it was because I've been going since I was like two or three yeah. up until you know my teen years, just just sitting there and being so bored just as a kid like i've heard all these stories i know all of this stuff they were fine stories you know and then some of them they would make like super violent and even that i was like it hey, that, that doesn't really do anything what religion did you grow muslim in? Okay. i was shiite muslim i i was raised very religious shiite muslim and so a big part of our um well, this is getting into religion too much, but I'll say it real quick. So Shias and Sunnis are the two main yeah. sects, yeah. The, the two biggest ones. Uh-huh. And the split happens right after the prophet dies uh, because the, the the head of state and the religious head were the same. And so there's a fight over who it should be. We believed it should have been the prophet's nephew. They believe it should have been his son-in-law. Right. I remember so this what, from
2: my Islamic studies class Did in you really college. do that? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, but our sort of, the way she our big defining thing was there was a big war where we got our asses kicked. Like, we were slaughtered. It was horrible. It lasted 40 days, this war, right? So every year during that war, we um, go to these sermons, and every day someone tells a story of who died that day, right? Oh so yeah, God. That's kind it, of beautiful, though, in a way. It it is, it is. As a kid for me, I never really appreciated it. Like and I felt guilty for not appreciating it. But I just felt like what are these why why are we talking about people who are who lost and not that i wanted to defect but you're a sports fan yeah i'm like man come on yeah we're sort of like the cubs i guess we just had a losing streak and there was a goat involved at some point and we fucked up so when i was watching this i, I that's what it flashed back to me was it's interesting how christianity and islam they're sort of like bloody stuff, oh, like, yeah. like really violent uh, stuff happening to people becomes a big part of the story.
2: Yeah, I when this episode first started, I got really into it because I have a, somewhat of a history with religion in that my family, we were not raised religious. And then when I was seven, my parents divorced and my mom married a religious man and then suddenly evangelical Christianity was present in our household. Oh wow. But it didn't take with me. I think there was like a year in college where I kind of dabbled on it in the way that you'd go to lesbianism or something like that yeah. you know like and uh but I feel like I got vaccinated with just enough Christianity at an early age that it didn't take right but I have been left with like almost an obsession with it and how my family cuz now my entire family except for my dad and my stepmom for the most part are religious and no one was and it it came out of nowhere and that's and so I just can't get enough of this type of thing, like sensationalist religion and stigmata and all that This one
0: really is sensationalist religion. We have a lot of like posturing and stuff too in our religion. Like we do the thing where we, we we have self-flagellation. She, she she has do, we do that with like chains and knives and swords and stuff. Like it's intense stuff. And I used to go to these every year, twice a year, they would have these processions where they block off, they block off streets and streets. And then these people go and it's, I don't know how relevant this is. I, I guess it's sort of relevant because sure. it, it's it's the the faith stuff,
2: and it's definitely interesting.
0: We have so what most people use. Dudes do this. Women walk on coals. Where are those. That's that's us. The walking on coals thing. Yeah. Using, okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> we we did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's one of our hits. Uh, really. Well, that was you. Yeah. Oh my you god. Know, I mean, I'm a you fan. Know, I mean, we just were like, we just you know, just one day we're like, oh. Is it <laughs> but what we our thing is and i'm not saying this is right or wrong i'm just saying this is what and it still happens you take a it's a weapon i guess you call it and it's a wooden handle with five chains and a blade at the end of each one and you hit yourself in the back with it and when you hit about 13 14 you're supposed to do it but you see kids six doing it no. so there's all of a sudden people who take swords hit themselves on the head a few times and then fall down so I would go to these. I never did it. But, but I. Have... you've
2: seen people do it? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. All the time.
0: I would see, like, little kids walking by with, like, bloody shirts. And you're stepping over puddles of blood. Like, there's just blood everywhere. This is like a street, like Karachi. People don't have the image in your head. Karachi looks like New York. Yeah. Like, it's very, very, uh, very urban and v- very, uh, it's, it's a cramped city. And it smells like blood. Like, I remember this. It took me years to be like, I was like, whenever I go to the procession, it really stinks. And it was like, I was in my teens and I was like, oh, that's the smell of blood. So oh that God. sort of stuff is, I mean, it's a big part of me. And so whenever people talk about faith, like there's one part in this, in the episode that really struck me. Well, there's the guy, Michael Berryman, who's the guy who they say they're like, he looks like the devil. And then the cuts to that guy. Yeah. The, the guy who's, uh, uh, he's in like. The Hills Have Eyes guy. Hills Have yeah. Eyes guy. Yeah. Where he's sort of tied down uh-huh. and they're interrogating him in, him in the attic. Uh, and he goes to Scully. He's like, I do whatever the Lord asks me to do. And he sort of indicts her for not doing that. Uh-huh. And I was like, the, in the show, he's supposed to be Right. But that's a very dangerous thing yeah. to say. Yeah. Like, whatever he asks me, I do without questioning it. Like, yeah. that doesn't... It, and that's exactly what you were saying, is, like, the writers didn't quite know what stands to take or how to handle
2: this. Yeah, and uh, that made it almost all the more fascinating to me. I didn't know where it was heading exactly. and Yeah. Uh, and, and that guy, Hills Have Eyes guy... I love, and I also love when the sketch artist is drawing him, that he, he not goes. only just draws a bald guy, but it's a perfect portrait of that guy.
0: Yeah, no, it's pretty good. And what does Mulder <laughs> say? Something about, like, it looks like uh, 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 Homer Simpson's Evil twin or something. <laughs> that's, like, that's not nice. That looks just like the actor. I thought, like, so, th- it must be hard. To be that, first of all, it's kind of cool that he gets to sort of play a different kind of
2: part yeah. than he does, and in a hero, in some weird way, I think he yeah. is supposed yeah. to be a hero. I mean, yeah. you know, when he dies, he smells like flowers. He's Saint <laughs> That's right. Owen. That's right. He's an angel, basically. Yeah, yeah he's sort kind. of an angel or yeah. something.
0: And, um, but yeah, I always feel weird for that guy because oh, he's always yeah. cast in that. And there's the part where he's, he's dead and he's laying on the thing, and Mulder and Scully are talking, and Mulder's like, you know, he was really abnormal in real life maybe he's abnormal in death too and I was like I he's
2: right there I know it's like when you'd see casting breakdowns for ugly best friend or, yeah you know and that that is difficult and this guy has made a career on being odd looking yes you know, that can't be easy no, he's got he's
0: like a walking special effect. Yeah. He's he's uh but he's really good in this episode. He's got like he soulful eyes. He does.
2: He well he's very sympathetic eyes. Yeah. I, I also love that the guy sketching it in this world in my reality, I'm thinking, as the kid's explaining him what this guy looks like, he's probably thinking I wonder if he looks like the guys in Hills Have Eyes. Like just, <laughs> yeah. That guy exists in oh. this reality. And he's just drawing that guy. That's what
0: the kid's saying. Like, yeah. hey, it's like Just draw the hills have eyes, guy. Here, pull it up on IMDb. Oh, we don't have that yet. But, <laughs> but yeah, because when they see the picture, they're like, oh, that's not a real person. That's yeah. a kid's crazy imagination. <laughs> no, that's a human being and he's in his trailer right now. <sighs> oh, he's, he's in this oh. episode. Um, I thought that that thing of... I always think about... So the first guy, Arlie Ermey. Yes.
2: Who's always like the drill sergeant yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's nice to see him play uh, preach preacher for once, you know? Yeah, and it it works. Really well. It works. Too he's, well. He's like the
0: fake preacher guy. He's like a scam artist guy. Yeah. And I always like... I'm sort of obsessed with those guys. Me too.
2: Because it's... What do you think of them? They're the worst of the worst. <laughs> I, I truly... I don't even know what to say about them i my buddies and i often whenever we're hanging out the way we end the night is we turn on religious television and just wonder at it we watch faith healers and i can't get enough of it and i don't know how i don't know how it can happen but of course i know how it happens i know people need a reason to believe but they're willing to overlook anything and it blows my mind
0: yeah and weirdly that's what this episode kind of indicts Scully for that yeah. they're like cuz his speech in the beginning Arlie me speech is like he talks about faith and science and he's like people are always looking for they need proof for what they see yeah and it's sort of that's how Scully is on the show but then this episode's a little like hey have it a little did feel faith. like a departure from her in a in a forced way
2: what was the title of the movie i want to believe or what, what wasn't that one of fight the, t- the future but there wasn't wasn't there a second i movie? want
0: to i want to believe it was a second
2: movie yeah that, yeah, yeah. That's what I find myself yeah. thinking well,
0: of. Well that is interesting because Mulder's that's Mulder's saying and his yeah. he does have blind faith yeah. in like UFOs and stuff. Yeah. But he's very dismissive in this episode of yeah. Scully. Cause in the other episodes, you know, Scully's always sort of arguing with him because Mulder is a crazy theory about some liver eating guy. <laughs> She's always like talking to him and sort of taking it like, Okay, I hear that. And he's
2: just very dismissive this whole episode. And that's where I feel like the writers are going, like, we can play with the alien stuff but we have to have our voice come through uh, yes. Mulder and soundly put it down. Right. Yeah.
0: I think so. I yeah. think so. Because um, uh, he believes so much. He just sees the blood and he just tastes it. Like, what if that was real blood? I know. That's I... very unprofessional. <laughs> even, it's even unprofessional. That's evidence. You can't lick the evidence, Not Mulder. to mention
2: incredibly unhealthy. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just sugar. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, if you're at a crime scene and you see one of the FBI inspectors just like putting it in his mouth,
2: you'd be like, listen, come on, man. And also, if he knows it's fake, it could still be cow's blood or something, you know? Yeah, it <laughs>
0: could still be cow's blood. Ugh. And bottom line, it's evidence. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know that's important. You can't, because I always thought that when you see like 80s movies and the cop just like stabs the bag and like takes it. Yeah. Like, that's cocaine. How do you know it's yeah. cocaine? And, and now you've just done cocaine
2: on and, on, <laughs> on duty. And what if it's really bad and laced with acid? And yeah. That's all you need for an acid trip is one little... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. it's something that I didn't catch having watched this before. So Mulder is... I knew he was always really understated. I mean, to the yes. point of... I don't know how he could get any more understated. It's almost <laughs> artful. Yes. But he... Have you ever read or have you ever heard that... Is he connecting himself to Jack Webb from Dragnet in any way? Because I had watched... What did I watch? Something about Dragnet recently. And they are both so purposefully understated and just, you know, no emotion. Right. And I wondered if there's ever been any conscious connection to that or that's just coincidence or something. Oh, maybe he used that as a reference point or something. They're so I don't similar. Yeah. No well, bullshit detective, but they're not, you know, they don't beat people around. They just don't take any yeah. nonsense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, Mulder... He's more engaged in certain episodes than others. So, like in this one, he's really disengaged. Yeah, yeah, I guess like, so. Like he's trying to quit. Like he's like, let's just go home. Like this one part where Scully's like, let's go talk to the kid's dad again. Oh, uh, let's go talk to the yeah. kid's dad. And he's like, but he's in an asylum. <laughs> he cannot like, be trusted. Yeah, we've been to crazy places for you, Mulder. We've been to like submarines in the Arctic and <laughs> and like police hang and like airplane hangars in <laughs> Iowa and stuff. Like yeah. just go to this for me. <laughs> Um, I, uh, he makes, he makes like a pedophilia joke, right?
2: Very disgruntled altar boy. Yeah. Um, that feels a little, I don't know. Not as bad as the next episode where she says, um, more than my mind, you guys are interested in expanding. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get to that, but that was like,
0: whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that's a really, really interesting episode too. Yeah. I also like when Mulder and Scully go in to talk to that kid. Like, Don't take this the wrong way, but that's like a—that's a, a good-looking
2: kid, right? Yeah, that—that kid's a stud. Yeah, he—he's almost too good-looking. I couldn't take my eyes off <laughs> him.
0: Just... When they walk in, it's, it's like sort of understood. Like Mulder just goes with the principal, and Scully goes to the kid. Like where he's like, "Listen, you can talk to kids. I have nothing. I can't connect." So, do you believe in
2: aliens? That's the thing about all the people who aren't. Mulder and Scully in this they're so soundly Canadian and I mean oh that, yes like, they're just it's not just oh. accents like the the way they look everything is so heavily Canadian oh yeah it's Canadian as fuck yeah yeah And
0: it, it's it's a great place to shoot because it looks beautiful but it also all of it looks like Canada yeah yeah,
2: yeah. like Tyler Labine's in the next episode I know episode. and I did a double take as soon as he came on and, yeah and that's right this is all Canadian and he's Canadian together. yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was it's, hilarious
0: um yeah, Mulder's totally checked out of this. Uh, yeah, he says, but the father's in an institution. That's the part. Um where uh he he just sort of I just I or the full circle stuff. Yeah. Uh because that's what he says in the beginning. And you kinda wanna be like, just tell me what you fucking mean. Like, <laughs> don't play games. Aren't you trying to save your kid? Um, but right. then later it's just the recycling sign
2: that feels like it's not enough of a payoff, right? And there's the the pre or the father in confession says it at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. they really hit it hard. Yeah, they, <laughs> they hit well, it. full. I mean, like literally and figuratively, <laughs> the episode came full <laughs> that's circle. That's right. Yeah,
0: that's right. Um, also, that bad guy yeah. who keeps renting cars under the name Pharrell, <laughs> which is the devil's minion. Like, just go with Smith or something. <laughs> you don't have to put your stamp on everything. You <laughs> That's don't have how to catch him.
2: You don't have to brand him. <laughs>
0: no. Not, you know. uh, what's your name? Pharrell. <laughs> no last name. <laughs> For out the dark,
2: I'm a bit of a performance artist. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a hobby. I mean, I have some other goals. I can't talk about those. But here's my card.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I do illusions and stuff.
2: <laughs> well, did yeah. you see? Um, have you watched Black Mirror? No. Is it great? <sighs> is it? I don't know about that, but it is. The first episode is worth watching. It's kind of like a modern day Twilight Zone. Every episode is a different story. Is it like a sci-fi thing? Yeah, some of it is, but the first episode I, I won't say anything, but it, it just in, starts with a prime minister in a in a rough situation, and and I don't know, there's a slight connection to what we were just talking about. But oh, I really, that episode is worth watching, whether it's good or not, just for like. This isn't something I've seen before.
0: Is it like sort of? I've heard that it's like technology based. Is that right? this one isn't, but okay. some of them
2: are. Yeah. Okay. And it's like a dystopian, either parallel universe or a little bit in the future. But it's more just about psychological twists and uh, yeah. I I will say nothing more. But okay. Yeah, I'll it's watch worth it. no, checking out.
0: It's like everyone's sort of been um, talking about it. It
2: it along with this show, it would you know, it's worth exploring and I would be curious to see what you think of the first episode. Okay. National Anthem is the title of the first episode.
0: Is it an hour or is it like an hour and a half?
2: It's under an hour. Oh, okay. I think, yeah.
0: Um I like that. Oh yeah, the one the kids are describing Michael Berryman. His hair burned off in hell. It's just not very nice cuz he's read the whole script, right? He's uh, he's seen like, "Oh, I'm not here for this scene, but this is how they're describing me." <laughs>
2: I'm sure that's the first time someone is like like eh. I bet like, he goes through the script every part he gets, and he's like, well, all right, let's see how many references to how weird I look are in the script.
0: I hope he tells the producers, like, just give me my scenes and give me zero scenes where someone's talking about
2: me. Yeah, tell me how much time I need between my lines. Yes. I don't even want to know what just, the other person's yes. like. Yeah, I yeah, wear earplugs yeah. just so you know.
0: I have earplugs in. <laughs> you just point at me and I'll say my line. Is he
2: still alive?
0: Yes. I believe so. Okay. I saw him in something not too long ago. I feel like he's um, sort of a professor or something like that. Oh, I hope so. Here, I'm going to look this up real quick. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Owen Jarvis. This is Homer Simpson's evil twin is what he calls him. Um, I feel like this episode has a lot of the structure is they have the kid they lose the kid they have the kid they lose the kid like that just happens sort of over and over visit the
2: dad go back to the dad yeah go back to
0: the dad visit the dad I guess maybe it's the cyclical nature that they're going for I don't know did they
2: ever really explain how the kid splits in two
0: nope Um, I read a lot of like production notes on this episode (laughs) and everyone was like that was the part that really was very difficult to make sense for us and um, they said that. then why do it (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. Because it really didn't need to be no. a major thing. Uh, it didn't need to be a thing at all. It it's,
2: was just a device to save the woman when her car was busted. And but then there are other ways yeah. to do that. Yeah. You don't
0: have to split the kid in two. And before that, Scully says that they saw the kid in two different spots. Yeah, right. It it should either be a major thing or nothing at all. Because it, it was, was an interesting idea. It
2: doesn't play out exactly.
0: Yeah, he's still around. He He is... It's called ectodermal dysplasia is what the thing is that he has. Um, he's Meaning son like his
2: of, skin is just connected in an odd way? Is it? His I don't finger know. He looked like, does he not have fingernails or something too? Oh, Did you notice that?
0: I don't know. And huh? I mean, he's aging gracefully. <laughs> I mean, I would love to meet this guy. He, yeah. They say he goes to like con- conventions and stuff a
2: lot. He's. Um, I would be nice to have him on my "I Was There Too" podcast. He talk would be, about the hills have eyes. He would be great. He's probably been in a million. Oh, he's in weird Weird Science too, right? He's, he's one in a of lot, the, lot of yeah, things. Like yeah, like road yeah. warrior guys and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's amazing. I bet he'd be great.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I've. They. He seems like a very smart dude. Yeah. Um, I also like like they the attic thing they go up to find the kid in the attic and the kid's not there and then it cuts to them interrogating him, the guy in the attic. So they were like, all right, well, let's bring him up to the attic to interrogate him. Yeah, right. like, It's just the lighting's way better in here. <laughs> it just looks so dramatic. much cooler. We've got the purple lighting that you
2: know, we love at X-Files. And he needs to jump out of a window and first story ain't going to cut it. So. R- right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, point A to point Z. It is funny when you're getting into the third season of a show, I do think they're at this point they're like we've got how many episodes a season let's do a little reverse engineering where we know this is the result let's just make it happen and oh yeah there was one episode where i had the writer on and he said
0: i had heard i'd seen a picture of a python that had ingested a goat and i was like a python ingesting a man And he said he wrote that on a cue card, put that under Act 3, and was like, all right, let's make a whole episode so that we get to that at some point. Oh, my God. And then it's a really great episode. Really? Yeah. It's it's a really great – it's about the satanic school where all the – it's sort of like the faculty – Oh, wow. But instead of aliens, they're like Satan worshipers and stuff. Oh, but I they've sort of lapsed to comments on religion quite a bit. It's like people who... And so the devil sort of comes back to be like, hey, you guys aren't worshiping me enough. I'm going to f- fuck things up for you. I'm going to make you believe called? again. It's called... Um, it's got a weird name. It's called Die Hand Die verletzt," which means the hand that something. It's a German term. But it's really, really...
2: It's a really great episode. <laughs> Dustin, why did you laugh when the was German? Oh, <laughs> I think
0: <laughs> um, I like, oh yeah, Mulder says i wonder that I wonder why I sleep in on Sundays, like he's just such a dick, I know which. I know people who are very, very dismissive of religion and they'll talk to someone
2: who's very religious and they're like, that's stupid, why are yeah. you doing that?
0: I don't think that's the way to talk no, about No, that's
2: not. You can think what you want, but you got to be respectful. But it's funny when these episodes are back to back because she's on the phone with him the whole time. Like, no, it's just this, check his eyes, you know? No, yeah. that's not that. Yeah. And that one, the
0: next one, War of the Phages, really, really dials up that specific aspect of their relationship where it's like, he has a crazy theory, she dismisses it. He has a crazy theory, she dismisses it. <laughs> um yeah but we'll uh we'll get to that i also think it's weird when there's whenever there's religious stuff in a show or movie like miracle stuff and then the character like believes in it because of a miracle or something crazy that happens. It feels so contrived to me because it's like, well, the character just, the, the, the writer just wrote that everything that's happening is a miracle. So everything that's happening. There's a purpose to it. Yeah. Right. So I never buy when people have epiphanies, religious epiphanies because of miracles. Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. And they never, I mean, Scully's contending with the fact that this happened, but they never really comment on the fact that this kid is going to go on living his life. He's, he has stigmata, and he can split in two. Like he's a he's a superhuman being. Yeah, we should put him in a lab. <laughs> yes, and some sort of
0: like containment unit. Yeah, at the very the least, the he ocean. should get his
2: own show. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: Um, that kid, the actor that plays that kid i He's on Twitter, I see him tweeting on Twitter Really? Does he still work? Or Yeah, I think so He grew up into a hot grown-up also
2: oh, of course he Like, did. he's very, like Yeah, Canadian hot Yeah, he's yeah. Canadian hot Which yeah. is, like, very hot but also very nice I That's bet. the best hot to be, I think, is Canadian oh, hot Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Because you're not a, you know, sex symbol You're still a friendly, yes. approachable guy I
0: mean, the girl from Silicon Valley, Amanda Crew ah. She's very, very attractive and her boyfriend is very very attractive and they're both canadian so they're both very nice yeah which is really infuriating yeah it's it yeah is, in a way yeah loathsome um <laughs> they yeah really really loathsome just be assholes <laughs> i oh. like in the when she's doing the autopsy on the guy and Mulder calls him saint owen making fun of her yeah and then at the end, before he leaves, he says, St. Owen again. Did you catch that? No. He just whispers it again. So he's like, talking, talking. He's like, all right, I'm done. And as he's leaving, he's just like, St. Owen. Like, he says it like, like, I said that I was very proud of it.
2: Get, he's going to get another one in. He's incredible. <laughs> was this his first real thing, Next Files? Or? Uh, yeah, he's done, like, little stuff. Like, he
0: was, don't tell the mom the babysitter is dead. He's, like, a bad guy in it. Really? So he was, like, a bad guy in a bunch of sort of things. I think he'd already obviously already done Red Shoe Diaries. You oh, know Red Shoe yeah, Diaries? Yeah. I've he, never seen it,
2: but I know of it. You've never seen Red Shoe no, Diaries?
0: Uh-uh. Do you know what it is? It's like soft core yeah, porn. Yeah. And so he's, I believe, in the first episode, and then the rest of it, he just gets letters... And he reads the letters. He's the narrator. He's the connective tissue. Of yes. Yeah, he's he the framing device. Because really, so what softcore porn needs is <laughs> devices. You could just cut to two people going at it. Nobody cares how they got there, that she's a DJ or, you know,
2: whatever it is. I applaud their efforts. Yeah. Uh, and their uh, casting, I mean, they were... Considering things, they could have put anybody in there, but they found a talented. Yeah, person. they
0: found a guy who was like who could act, yeah. who was good. Uh, Jerusalem syndrome. I wanted to hear more about that guy's story because yeah. he was a guy who went to Jerusalem, got had some sort of epiphany. The bad guy did Pharao. Yeah. yeah, some sort of epiphany. then he comes back, and he's clearly made some sort of deal with the devil or something, or he's become one of his minions. I wanted to hear more about that, because that seems interesting to me.
2: It felt like this could have been a longer episode or something. And that actor, I really like that actor. He's actually really funny when he plays kind of a bad guy in comedies. I can't remember what I want to say like Strangers with Candy or something. He's in that, and he plays... Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. If you wanted to work in the 90s... You go to Just Vancouver. Move to Canada. Yeah, yeah. the early two thousands. Yeah, I, I felt like I could have. This whole cast has probably been in the one full episode of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <going together.
0: laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and the kid's mom is also dead. Dad is crazy. Mom is dead, in the car accident. The she mom she died. Yeah, she dies, and the kid. I don't think says... I put that together. Yeah, she dies, and he says she died because of me. And Scully's like, "That's well, right. Well, technically, that is kind of true. <laughs> I mean, I can't deny that. It's not your fault. But if you, it, she, she does die because of whatever your weird so powers are. What does
2: huh? happen to this kid? His father's institutionalized. He becomes a supervillain. He has to. He becomes a bad guy. Yeah, he shoots blood out of his hands. Uh, <laughs> full stream power. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, then, does that mean that? Now he needs to, like, drink orange juice and stuff if he has stigmata. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because you've lost blood. Yeah, I mean, do you have, does he have to get transfusions? I mean, you never hear about that.
2: I, I once was working on this, uh, like, I don't know if it was a comic book or something called Rise of the Infirm. And it was people who were superheroes because of their disabilities. And a, a Pfizer, the geyser phenomenon or something, he was a hemophiliac and he would shoot blood. But he wore a backpack of blood infuse like ivy things. Oh, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, he had to keep it coming. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. this kid. This is this just kid. like he has stigmata and he's like, I gotta go lay down for a while. He's
2: gonna take the little rig that Arlie Ermy had and wear that. But, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but with real blood. blood. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't taste that. <laughs> oh,
0: so gross. Um, yeah, the, don't get cute with the naming for out. Just fucking take any, any name. Um, they... Uh, I thought... Again, the full circle uh, recycling thing. I thought that was a bit of a cop-out. And why didn't he just kill the kid? And that's a cool-looking recycling place. Yeah. Also, do you know where that recycling place was? Because they talk about it. What what town it was in? What town they go to? No. Jerusalem, Ohio. Wow.
2: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Really going for it, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah (laughs) they tie these things together why
0: doesn't he just kill the kid in the the shredder thing right away why is he like having a big conversation why does he need to kill him one push one push he could kill him anywhere Right. I was trying to think of some sort of recycling is there like a resurrection thing in this but there really isn't right no
2: I think it was more to the fact that recycling was such a big socially conscious thing at the thing. time that that's yeah it's like, like how the I... James Bond movies use whatever new technological invention is big at the time oh, really? as part of a plot device like a, like a jet ski was big in <laughs> the spy who loved me and a snowboard and a view to a kill and
0: oh like as soon as it happens like oh, yeah. uh, Casino Royale it's all the about parkour. parkour exactly that's yeah.
2: exactly it. Yeah, and then that's when like also poker had a resurgence. Uh-huh. It wasn't a bunch of movies so, like that's kidding. a big that's, part of it. Seriously, so the new ones coming out next year and it'll be those um, water jetpacks that, that oh. Leonardo DiCaprio oh, uses. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got. I hope not. Like but, Eastbound and Down yeah, had yeah, them too. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's right. It's already been yeah. parodied. I'm glad they parodied it first instead yeah. of used it sincerely right. somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I was. I did a movie where one of the characters is on that, and those things are like you could do a lot of. You can actually do a lot of stuff with them. Really? You can, like... Yeah, this guy, uh, Bobby Moynihan. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know him? I don't know him personally. Personnel guy. He was the one on it, and he got, like, really good at, like, moving around. Really? Like, it was pretty... Yeah. What I love about those things is that they look... Kind of cool, but also really shitty. So it's like a good
2: comedy thing. Yeah, it's like right on the cusp of cool and like really lame. Yeah, looking. you can't look elegant. No, or you really need some time. But even if you're good at it, it's still it's a very, very loud. wieldy thing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of slow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can't
0: leave the lake. It's you can't leave the lake. Finite. Yeah, and there's a. I think there's like a cord that's connected to something. So you isn't you, it that it's connected to the
2: water and it's sucking water up oh yeah. So you could, and sh- yeah could you theoretically go so high that your cord would come out of the and then you just fall yeah yeah it's a real lesson in if, mortality yeah you, know, like you have to you have to know your limits if you die on a jet pack like yeah. that's
0: really like very icarus like yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you literally flew too high and so you died and i ran out of water yeah <laughs> Um, I called that she was obviously going to go to church at the end. And when she's like, uh, do you believe in miracles? And he's like, of course. The priest is like, of course, the rising of the sun, the birth of a child. And she's like, that's exactly, that bullshit is why I haven't been to the church in six years. I,
2: I agree that the birth of a child is a wonderful thing, but it isn't a miracle because it not only happens every single day, it's likely to happen. Like, yeah. Yeah, It's and amazing. If, and we but, can scientifically prove it. Yeah, We know why it happens. Isn't uh, the thing about a miracle is it's really rare?
0: Yeah. It's really rare and you can't explain it with science. Like that's yeah. what a miracle is. Right. Birth of a baby is like science 101. We've had that for a while. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we nailed that. <laughs> we know how long they're pregnant for. Even if it was like every baby was like, had a variable time, that would be closer to yeah. a miracle.
2: Magnets. Now that's a miracle. That's a miracle. Yeah, that's still that's a that. real miracle. Um, I kept thinking the priest in that confession, because they sh- just show him in silhouette. Like that's that's someone that's got to be a cameo. Nope, I, no, just some Canadian <laughs> dude. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently,
0: I heard they dubbed over his voice. They didn't like the guy's voice. They Didn't like the guy they cast. So they like dubbed over that whole thing. That somehow him.
2: makes sense. It didn't. Some, it felt it weird, felt a right? Weird,
0: yeah, felt a little weird. And yeah, like I said, this episode was one that the producers. It's someone who's only written two episodes, this one, and they wrote an episode coming out later called Quagmire that Uh was then rewritten by Darren Morgan, who wrote the next episode. And they said they just had a lot of trouble with, like, religion is a hard thing to tackle in something like The X-Files.
2: Both of these episodes I found really started strong. And then kind of didn't fully pan out for me. Well,
0: yeah, this one especially, like, I like the guy. I like the idea of, like, a real demon guy killing fake, like, huckster, yeah, like, preachers. That's a great idea. Yeah,
2: like a serial killer guy going and around And I love the element him. of his fingerprints being burned into their necks. Yeah, yeah that, that was that cool. That was super cool, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um and that that special effect when he's strangling them and the smoke's coming out yeah. I thought
2: that looked cool there were
0: cool images there's also when the kid's in the laundry basket and starts having stigmata which yeah. is like come on if God's on his side what the f- this is the worst <laughs> time know. but the image of the bleeding laundry basket I yeah. thought was cool yeah. the hamper but that's just bad timing whose side is God on I know don't mm. be on Farah's side <laughs> yeah
2: afraid that God is speaking but that no one is listening uh, pretty, uh, I love that your notebook, it feels like a, a relic, like a biblical relic or something. Yeah. It's got kind of yes. a, a weathered pages. And yeah, I have, I have little, terrible handwriting. No, you don't. It really looks authentic, like you found it somewhere and that's how you decided to do this podcast.
0: Yeah, like this. I was like, I've never, I've actually never seen the show. I've just read these <laughs> notes. I don't know who they're from. What's the cover look like? It's just black. Real, yeah, that could real be from basic. any era. It's like the thing that uh, Indiana Jones has Hitler sign in yeah. Last Crusade. The, the Grail Diary. Yeah, the Grail yeah. Diary. Yeah, um,
2: looks You should put a picture of that up because that looks like a scrawlings of a madman. Yeah. It's a serial no, killer. It truly
0: is scrawlings of a madman. I, I was sort of in Pakistan at our school, like handwriting was a big thing. Everyone had to learn to write in cursive and everyone had to use fountain pens. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we all had little, little ink pots and we had to fill our pens and... We'd wipe it on our hair. So every kid, if you ran your fingers through the hair, which don't do that, your your hands would get all inky. What you um,
2: purposefully wipe? To, well, to clear the nib of like well, excess cause ink. Well, because
0: you dip it into the the ink well. pot, and then when it comes out, I mean, you're supposed to use the tissue paper or whatever, because it's on the sides of the there's ink on the sides of the pen, yeah. the whole front half of the pen. But, yeah, we had to do that. And I remember... The oh, wait,
2: you're still glossing over the point that you'd wipe it in your hair? i wipe it in my hair. You didn't have we,
0: tissue all the time. No. And, and we, we all had black dark hair. hair in Pakistan. Yeah, everybody had dark hair. Oh, there weren't blonde God. kids with streaks yeah.
2: of blue. We were all... So you were all wiping ink in your hair? That yeah. was just a thing?
0: Yeah, because it was black ink and we all had black hair. I'd never thought of that. but That's was, a
2: wonderful story.
0: It was just...
2: Uh, yeah, if every kid had like ink in their hair. You just couldn't see it. That, to me, is... Like you would read that in great literature. <laughs> you, you, that's just a little detail. Just but, like a weird yeah. little detail. When I was a kid, and yeah, we were all wiping ink in and <laughs> oh
0: stuff. We also, for Islam class, the the, the uh, it was pretty strict schooling there. We had to have a little hat, the, uh, like a Muslim hat. Have you seen that? It's like a bigger yarmulke. I think so. Really, Islam and Judaism are so close to each other. and The fact that they don't get along is. If it wasn't sad, it would be hilarious. It's so the lady
2: doth protest too much. You guys really liked each other, <laughs> exactly. but yeah, you won't we're admit it. We're both playing hard together. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Uh, we had to wear those hats, and I remember you would. they were all white, and you would see they would have ink stains on <sighs> them because people would wear the white hats with the ink on their heads.
2: I love it. <laughs> That's,
0: I love details like that. <laughs> um, so the next episode is War of the Coprophages. Coprophages mean shit eaters. Really? yeah oh my god so and i think it's sort of with well, this episode i thought the opening is great where he's yeah. like behold the mighty cockroach yes. and then he just i don't know i just
2: kill him yeah i thought that was really and his cool his uh, extermination company is called dr bugger <laughs> did you notice that <laughs> no. on his jacket yeah and i feel like that's even the writers going like ah, in, in england that you know means a whole different thing Someone let's, likes let's it. put it in there
0: yeah. yeah the guy who wrote this episode wrote four total episodes the other three he wrote are classics, oh. and they're on lists of, like, top 10, top 20, always, always, always. I interviewed him a few weeks ago. This is the episode he doesn't like. Really? He talks about he doesn't like it. Each of his episodes have, like, a big main theme. So the first episode is about a town where uh, freak show people live, oh. and that sort of subverts the X-Files because it's like, you know, in the X-Files, the... The people who are different are usually the bad guys. Uh They're the monsters. They're the mutants. In this one, they're the good guys. And they're looking at Mulder and Scully like, you guys are boring. We're interesting. So he subverts that, and it's also about, like, finding your community, and that's the theme of that. Then the next episode is Peter Boyle, he wrote. And Peter Boyle is a guy who can see the future. Uh And so that episode, and he said, you know, if – I thought, like, if someone can see the future, that means the future's written, which means we don't have free will. So that episode is all about free will versus determinism. Like, can you affect something? So this guy's seen something in the future. Is there any way to change it? So that's a pretty big idea. Um, Then the last one he did is called Jose Chang's From Outer Space, and that one's sort of a Rashomon kind of thing where it's different people's perspective, Uh and that's sort of the nature of storytelling and memory and a bunch of other stuff. This one is trying to find the theme.
2: Yeah, I, I can sp- already see where this one doesn't quite fit in that level yeah. of exploration. Or right. Yeah. I
0: was trying to think, is it maybe that he's saying that we're not – because uh, Dr. Bambi mm-hmm. has these sort of uh, theories w- w- where she talks about like cockroaches are true to themselves. They're not lying. They eat. They fuck. They do this. And we're the ones who are like sort of creating – stuff around it and then the idea so ultimately at the end all these deaths are sort of coincidental like no real x-file is happening right no
2: yeah i i think that was the thing when she said that and she herself like you thought that this was really going to go somewhere where she was going to be like look all i want to do is eat defecate yeah mate mate and sleep and come on let's do this we've already eaten but she basically leaves with this a scientist who you feel like
1: can't he gets that. it. Well he yeah, he, yeah, but but he, he gets, gets it. it. And, yeah. and
2: that's kind of more what she wants is that understanding. But they didn't really explore that either. So I, I feel like I'm the... with you. I couldn't really find anything.
0: Yeah, I feel like they didn't hit that home. That it's I guess the the scientist who makes the robot bugs and then he's kind of robotic himself, like yeah. that's some sort of thing.
2: But even their shortcut to make him like a Stephen Hawking by just putting a microphone, yeah. l- literally that he has to push his neck against to make it seem like it's attached to him in some way. <laughs> it's a little lazy. I
0: think. Yeah, yeah, it was a little lazy. I thought, so I was trying to think, right? So in this episode, it's all this random deaths are happening and Mulder is trying to come up with a reason for it. Everybody is. And there's like paranoia and stuff. So it comments on the nature of paranoia a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, is he saying, this is such a stretch, stay with me. I don't even know if I can explain it or articulate it. These animals don't really have anything. They're just doing what they do, right? We're trying to sort of come up with reasons and stories and sort of a narrative and, you know, cause and effect and all this stuff. So is it that we're trying so hard that even in this town where random shit is happening, these guys are like trying to form some sort of narrative around it. Like that's sort of yeah. the nature of conspiracy.
2: Interesting. Is They're putting a pattern. They're trying to put meaning to something. Yeah, putting a pattern on there. something
0: that doesn't have a, mean, have, a, have a pattern. Like that's what Mulder's whole thing is. I don't know. Did it's, the
2: writer say anything about this? I haven't this talked
0: one? to him about this one yet. Oh. So I talked about the first two and then he's going to come back and we're going to talk about these two and he doesn't want to talk about this one. At all? I've, yeah, he kind of, he, he doesn't even call it by his name. He calls it the cockroach episode. Oh
2: my God. This guy well, maybe, genius. I mean, that may be saying something that maybe he didn't really have Apparently,
0: what I read was he's a, a, a notoriously a slow writer. He rewrites uh, a lot. And this one he wrote in a week. Uh, so he didn't have time to get everything in. So you can sort of feel that this interesting idea is the idea that Mulder's always calling Scully and she's debunking.
2: Yeah. And why do you think they're split up in this episode? I couldn't figure out. Why? Like, what? What was that? That never quite. From what I understand, she only had a couple of days to shoot. Ah, oh, okay. I wondered if it was purely logistical.
0: And I, from what I read, I think it's Darren Morgan, the writer, who said it was that she had to do a press tour for the X Files, oh. and so for that they had to do it so that they had to get all her scenes in a day or something. So she's separate. It's but, also kind of cool. That makes like sense. what this guy does a lot is he. Comments on the nature of their relationship and about how it's maybe not as healthy as it seems because they don't really have any other people, they have each other. Yeah, this one sort of Mulder tries to get with Bambi, doesn't work out. So, separating them, I guess it's easier to bring into focus the nature of their
2: relationship. Yeah, and I think some of that stuff is pretty funny. That's really interesting that they would sacrifice the potential quality of an episode for. Promotion. Yeah, to promote what may end up being an inferior product. Right. Yeah. Also, Bambi, Canadian hot. Yeah, Canadian hot. Yeah. Yeah, so she's so, great. Like, she was interesting. She's know. really hot. Yeah, but there's still something. She was kind of perfect casting in a way. She's, but, I think she was only like
0: 21 or 22 when that episode what? happened. So, yeah, for her to be like a big,
2: yeah. So, I think that's part of the But I, lo- I love how she's... A scientist, but she's kind of base, like dressed like a mix between Tomb Raider and and uh, <laughs> Marianne from Gilligan's Island, <laughs> kind of like explorers shorts but she's living in a house of cockroaches yeah yeah there was just a lot of good interesting things but nothing fully came together
0: yeah i feel like it needed a little bit more but it for you know a lot of these x-files like both of these like i said are interesting i like that you've drawn pictures to go with your (laughs) notes yeah i did yeah there's a cockroach in one and then a stigmata and uh the the um the, the pentagram the pentagram yeah yeah have you seen do you know Guillermo del Toro oh yeah have you seen his diaries no are they like that they're really really cool like he sort of says that he I mean this this is where he takes notes but he says everything he wants to do wants to be wants to be like a product not in a way that you sell it but in like a a piece of art a thing beauty I get and so he has like drawings and then he writes around the drawings and like inserts drawings into the middle of writing. It's all like very laid out. It's very cool. So it's drawings from Pan's Labyrinth while he's oh. talking about Pan's Labyrinth. It's really, really cool.
2: I totally get it. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, and I feel like if I write stuff and make it cool looking, I want to read it more and I want to write more Yeah. instead of just random, random shit, you know. Um, and this guy does a lot of... Uh, one of his big things, Darren Morgan, the writer, is uh, he plays with expectations, like he he
2: twists them. Certainly, I so, noticed that. In yeah. This.
0: So in the first, when the guy's talking about behold the mighty cockroach, and then it yeah. turns out he's just an exterminator, he does, so he does that stuff a lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot in the other episodes. Not as much in this one. I really got obsessed with that actress and kind of looked up a bunch of stuff about her. What did she go on to do? Her name's Bobby Phillips. She did some other stuff. Battlestar nothing Star too Galactica. big. I thought that I'd seen her in a lot of stuff, but I guess I just had seen her in this and
2: made it, she made an impression. But I don't, I've never seen this episode and she has, that's the thing with Canadian hot is they come packaged with familiarity. <laughs> <Like that's, laughs> yeah. They
0: somehow remind you of uh, the girl you had a crush on yeah. in high school No kidding. and I mean, your teacher yeah. and like your dad's friend's <sighs> hot wife. Yeah, yeah.
2: They're genetically engineered with marketability <laughs> or something. Yeah. I don't know. And like a Playboy bunny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah everything together it's yeah they're Uh, tv ready they're camera ready yeah yeah Yeah. um what did darren morgan go on to write after this
0: he sort of quits the x-files after these four episodes and then he didn't i think he's so such a perfectionist and he had um he had like deals at a bunch of studios and stuff and wrote a bunch of scripts i don't know if anything got made but and his brother is Glenn Morgan, who created like the Final Destination series, and oh, he's d- done a wow. bunch of TV shows. So Darren has sort of worked with him off okay. and on over the years. But I kind of want him to like, do something, like m- do a movie or create yeah. a TV show. I just feel like he's sort of... Um, no, he's just sort of his own guy, you know? Uh. I don't think he gets anything out of it. Like, I was talking to him about Clyde Bruckman, which is my favorite episode. That's the Peter Boyle episode. And he just had so many problems with it. Mm. So he's just, I think... It's just hard for him because he has a very high standard. He said this one really funny thing where I was like, you're really hard on yourself. And he was like, I'm harder on other people. Uh, So he's uh, like, uh, I don't like my stuff, but my stuff (laughs) is better than all the other shit, (laughs) which is really terrible. I thought Uh, that was really like a great illuminating thing for him to say. Um, This episode also has specific points where, so what he does in his episodes is, Scully's kind of the good guy, and he makes Mulder like sort of an idiot. Uh So in this one, someone's always sort of offering Mulder uh, different explanations of UFOs. So uh, Dr. Bambi is saying that they are clusters of insects, irradiated, not irradiated, but luminous insects. And then the other doctor, the robot doctor, talks about how it's stupid to think of aliens. That's an idiotic thing. There would be little robots that they sent here. So the, he, he keeps like puncturing Mulder and what he stands for in all his episodes. And he does it in this one, too. And he kind of makes him out to be a bit of an idiot, right? Uh-huh. Um, but because he like falls for Bambi. I thought that scene where he first sees Bambi and he's on the phone, he's like, gotta go. And uh, then he hangs out. I that know. It's pretty badass. Yeah, that,
2: uh, that quickly.
0: <laughs> Do you, w- what's your take on, are you a big Planet of the Apes guy?
2: Um no I I never I mean I've seen I think I've seen all of the originals at some point but I I never because I it came to it after Star Wars same thing with Star Trek I can appreciate Star Trek yeah but it never once I saw Star Wars my life changed and it just wasn't as exciting to me as Star Wars so it never took
0: Oh sure yeah
2: I get that and I mean I saw Star Wars in the theater and it's the first movie going experience I remember and I mean it just that my life became Star Wars. Now. How are you feeling about the new preview? And the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't know. It seems a little CG. And yeah. then I watched it like 300 more times. <laughs> and I started to really enjoy it. So I
0: like that it's sort of minimal looking compared to the, to the yeah, prequels. Yeah, definitely. In I'm fact,
2: the only time that didn't really work for me in the end was the camera following the millennial Falcon Falcon. all around just felt, I just wanted to,
0: that felt a little Star Trek. Yeah. The new Star Trek rather than, yeah. Yeah. But like the, the guy rising up into like the, the dune, that's
2: just a, it's so simple. I know. I loved that.
0: And that's the first image you see of the new Star yeah, Wars.
2: That I was big on. And then it cut yeah. to the soccer ball droid and it took a little used to getting used to, you know. But,
0: but you know, by time 147, you, yeah. you got on board. I was ready. We I wanted, wanted to see the soccer ball it droid. Yeah.
2: By then I had given it a name. Yeah. What's the name? <laughs> Partially Kim. <laughs> Partially Kim. <laughs>
0: Partially Kim's a great name for it. <laughs> um. The, uh, and then Scully also punctures Mullah. She says the idea that there would be life anywhere else is statistically improbable.
2: Yeah, which is surprising to which me. Which is surprising. Because she's a scientist, and it seems like even... It seems likely. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I love science, and uh, absolutely, if believe is the right word, just statistically believe that there's life out there. But I'm sort of very skeptical, too, with UFO people. You know? Yeah. Like, come on. Right. Let's let's you know. Let's all agree that it's out there, but let's also agree that the people that claim to have seen UFOs are something something a little different. Yeah. About them, you know. Do, do you want, want more water? No, I'm alright. You're you're <laughs> literally drinking. <laughs> yeah, I do. I it's a completely some... <laughs> empty glass. <laughs> no, I'm good. I can
0: get you more water. <laughs> but it's are you air. sure it's you're still in this glass? You're like still gonna day. drink no, it? Oh God, very sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, so sad. Yeah. um uh, there were there were fun exchanges in it, like you said. It doesn't really come together, but there were fun exchanges where Mulder's sitting in the car, and the sheriff comes to him. And is like he tells him oh, the yeah. lights, and he's like, "The FBI keeps track of these things," and he's like, "No," <laughs> which really like sort of gets to what Mulder is. He's like in the FBI. Why is he even in the fucking FBI? I know I none know. of his goals line up with the
2: FBI's goals. And, uh, explain this to me as someone who's only marginally familiar with this show. Yeah, is he supposed to be doing? Other work he's tasked with this stuff, or
0: yes, he is. But almost every episode, he does a thing. The quest, the the missions he chooses are not ones that so they want him to do.
2: Still working there? How has he not been fired? By
0: well, that's a big yeah. whole thing. It's that's like why don't they just kill the him or get rid of him? <laughs> yeah. But it's like he's his role in the conspiracy, like is a big crazy right. thing. Okay. Yeah. He's got certain people on his side. It's revealed by this point that his dad is a part of the big alien conspiracy. Oh, okay. So, like, that sort of protects him a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's like that. And Devin Farachi, who's done this episode of uh, this show a bunch, he's a yeah, movie reviewer guy. Him. He said Mulder's like a kid of privilege who like is rebelling against his parents, you know, like uh-huh. you have those like rich kids whose parents are lawyers and then they yeah. pick it against lawyers. That's kind of what he's doing but a little still bit. still benefit from all that. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. Okay. still He, he still gets the too. benefits and that everybody else gets killed for no reason and he's still alive. Yeah um miller's grove this is interesting so this uh, town has a lot of hysteria and paranoia going miller's grove is the name of the town and that's the town that uh, orson wells made up when he did the war of the worlds oh my God. thing that's or, or awesome. i guess that's where war of the worlds is set so that's an interesting little yeah. connection because yeah. this town is gripped at paranoia and that's right when he'd read it on the radio it freaked people
2: out that's awesome i love when he gets when Mulder gets attacked by the cockroaches, and he's on the phone with Scully. Mm-hmm. And his line is, "Ah, I'm surrounded. <laughs> and, and he's being r- overrun with cockroaches. I'm ah, like, I'm surrounded. For all he knows, it's killer cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His god, it, I'm fascinated by Duchovny and how he can get away. It's very
0: understated. He's barely doing anything."
2: And I want to say, it's, it'd be easy to say he just doesn't care. But that's not it, is it? He's no. Just, that's his style. But it's...
0: He's way more animated in this episode than he is what? in most episodes. Really? Yeah, where he's like, gotta go. And when he hits on her... Like, I thought it was funny when he's talking to Dr. Bambini. He's like, I've always been so fascinated by insects.
2: And then you see the electricity going yeah, in the yeah, thing. That yeah. was a cute little thing. <laughs> he, oh. I think it's directly related to the fact that his jawline is so incredibly horizontal that he has to expend more energy to open his jaw wider <laughs> to get more out and so it's yeah. just easier if he just talks through clenched teeth. Oh yeah. I don't know.
0: He does have a, a very horizontal jaw. His jaw's incredible. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a great-looking guy. Yeah, he's That's the yeah. other thing that Darren Morgan was talking about. He's like he's supposed to be this pariah and like outcast. Like nobody that looks like that no. is an outcast. No. You're too
2: attractive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he somehow has that Canadian Attractiveness. He's yes. not even Canadian, is he? I don't think. No, he's not yeah. Canadian. I don't
0: yeah. think. Um There's another fun one where he, uh, the he, the guy, the doctor is like, I see them every time I close my eyes, and the sheriff's like, try not to close your eyes. I know. Yeah. God,
2: how do? How will I sleep?
0: Yeah. That guy's yeah. really going yeah. for it. Yeah. I see that guy. In a, he's in a bunch of stuff. Really? Right? That actor? I don't know. Is I it... feel like I've seen him in things. Yeah. He's but like he's... a
2: Richard Jenkins type. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um. The bugs under the skin. I don't like seeing that oh, ever. That was that was good special effects yeah. for a TV show at this time. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Let's talk about Tyler Labine a little bit too yes. with his bleached blonde hair and yeah, he was that's hilarious, like a stoner kid. Do you yeah. know him? I do. I don't yeah. know him well, but yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
0: he's in uh, Deadbeat.
2: Yeah, that show. And and my girlfriend Amanda was in uh, that movie he did called Someone Mary Berry. Oh, and my friend Thomas Middleditch is in there. Yes. From Silicon Valley. And then now uh, I work at Wolfpop developing podcasts part time or as whatever as a consultant. And he and his buddies have a show called Picking Favorites on there. Uh, Table Ta- Bean. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's
0: five people in the world.
2: I know. Yeah. I know. And they're uh, most of them Canadian. Is someone Mary Barry good? It's fun. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, I mean, it has, its, it has its moments. Who
0: else is in it? Isn't somebody else in it? Isn't yeah, like D-
2: Damon Wayans Jr. Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah. is in it. Um, yeah.
0: And Lucy Punch. She's great. Yeah. yeah. yeah those, it's got a great cast.
2: Those two are really fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all about them anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's got a really, really good cast. It's so hard to make a good movie. Not that I'm saying that's a bad movie. I just haven't seen it. It's so hard to make I something that's imagine. good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean I can't imagine. Everything has to go right to make a good movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um the dog, you don't know this, but the dog that she has, Queekweg is the name of the dog. He the dog shows up in all of Darren Morgan's episodes and then he, he gets well, I won't say it. Uh oh. His backstory, the dog's backstory is that um, Clyde Bruckman, that's Peter Boyle His old neighbor dies And they don't find the body for a while So the dog has been eating the old woman And Scully, they're like oh, We don't know what to do with this fucking dog We can't tell anybody that she ate a woman And so Scully takes the dog That's that dog That cute little dog Backstory is that they found the dog eating a dead oh, woman yeah. that, does that, Is that a real thing that this, happens? This
2: is a topic in my household yeah? Because we have this horrible cat that is the best, but also horrible. And uh, Amanda, my girlfriend, has read this thing once where if you die in your house, dogs are loyal and they'll wait a few days before not being fed to eat you. But cats are basically like the minute you stop breathing, oh, good. soup's on. So much wet food. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll just, and to her, it was the thing that stuck with her is like, they're just going to eat your face. And so she. that's
0: the most accessible. I think so. Yeah. It's not under clouds. Yeah. Eyeballs,
2: tongue. Yeah. Lips. And and she was just worried that she'd fall asleep and that the cat would mistake her for dead and wake up with the cat eating her face. I think you would wake up right away <laughs> if the cat was eating Either face. way, if there's not an X-Files episode about this, I, you know, apparently there is. Yeah, but yeah. Why Queeg Was that not that a Moby Dick reference yes, or something? Is some there... sort of Moby
0: Dick reference. Cause yeah. I don't know, because Mulder's, like, his
2: quest is sort of like oh, right. the captain's quest. I yeah. don't know. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, huh? I don't
0: know. But it's also his, her dad was a naval officer ah. who dies in season one. And they call each other Starbuck and like, they call each other Moby Dick terms. I believe Starbuck is from Moby yeah, Dick, right? Yeah, I think, right? so. I think yeah. so. I've never read it. I just, I've just i never read it. Yeah,
2: I just feel like I, I have to have certain references to things for doing improv for so many years. Yeah, you call know. me Ishmael. Yeah. That's as much That's as I know. Right. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I know there's a guy with a harpoon who's like, A Native American or Uh something. Yeah. Um, Ahab, that's all I know.
2: Yeah, that's, that's all I got too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We should read it. It seems cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll get to that.
0: The idea that there's one specific whale that this guy wants to kill uh-huh. seems like the least relatable thing in the world
2: to me. Why? Why do you
0: want to kill this
2: one thing? Yeah, it doesn't make me sympathize with him. It makes no. me think like... Let it be out there. Or or my sympathy is that you have severe OCD. Like yeah. That's what we need to deal with, not the whale.
0: Just turn on switches on and off yeah. instead of yes. going to... wash Did your hands. Did they have switches at that point? They Why?
2: had levers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they've got things on a ship. they got ropes he could pull. or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You don't even have to be on a ship. Just at home, get a pulley system going yes. and just
2: tug on that. Or a hobby scrimshaw, whatever. You yeah, know. whatever it is. Yeah.
0: You don't need to go out, try to kill this one specific whale. That's ridiculous. Yeah.
2: And whales aren't
0: even assholes. They're no. like
2: docile. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does he, what is his beef?
2: With the will, he wants revenge, or am I putting too much justification into this? I'm
0: sure there's revenge or something. It must have ruined a boat of his.
2: Yeah, it had to be.
0: I mean, we're literally sitting here talking about probably the most well-known <laughs> and have no idea beyond four things. <laughs> and refusing to look it up. And refusing to look and it up. we're not going I to. wish someone had this information. Yeah, no, I don't want to know. Don't send us the story. I know nobody's ever
2: read Moby Dick. Yeah.
0: That's that thing that, like, that book is always one that, like, that's the best book
2: ever written. And it's sort of considered... It's the, the white whale of literature. You, that's exactly right. You, yeah, you never read it. You never read it. Yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. perfect. Wanna, Maybe like, it's never been written. It's the Emperor's New Clothes. (gasps) Like 40 pages and it's just blank? Oh, man. That'd be amazing. Everybody says they've read it, but they haven't. Because you always quote the first line, call me Ishmael. But you never hear about the last line. No. I got him. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no,
0: no. And that's how I got him. (laughs) That's the last word.
2: Who wants blubber? (laughs) The end.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whale omelets for everyone. Well, they don't have eggs, right? Well, Well, get ready for the sequel. (laughs) We're going after a hen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a really great (laughs) hen that this guy wants to kill. Um, I I was going to, fuck, I thought of something that I was going to say with this. Oh, I don't know. Um, Again, going back to X Files, there's some fun lines. Where Mulder's like, how about some urine? For a drug test. What
2: a weird I, random joke to make. I know, because the guy didn't really respond like, oh, that's gross. Yeah, he's it, like,
0: oh, yeah for, a, yeah, for a drug test, sure.
2: But it makes you think that Mulder's like uh, had some <laughs> other he, He's into weird sex stuff on the show. Every party he plays, Red Shoe Diaries, Californication.
0: There's a big sex thing. And then in real life, do you remember when he said he was yeah. a sex addict? Yeah. That is the luxury of the very good looking. Yeah. 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 Like, no ugly, but I'm a sex addict. Everybody likes sex. Right. He could just get it more than most people.
2: Yeah, to the point where it was probably just messing with his meeting times. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's that's really like a way to explain why he's missed a lot of meetings. Yes. And, of course, his marriage crumbled. That's true. Anyway. What is this sheet you have? Because it looks, it it almost looks like you typed this out. Is that just because, wow oh it's just double-sided so maybe it feels look... like a like a ditto like a mimeograph yeah that i would have gotten junior high or something which all of your notes have this like uh... it's courier
0: and you could tell uh, it notes in my notebook are when i'm watching it on my computer uh, and then when i'm watching it on a tv they're on the, they're on uh yeah but it
2: feels like you've you've got some kind of world war Two commando dossier with that little field Book and yeah this, I yeah. had
0: like Native Americans like <laughs> codify talkers. it yeah <laughs> I had them do it exactly <laughs> um it's also in this one, Mulder has to be a little bit the rational one because the guy's like, are we in any danger? Should I evacuate my family? And he's like, how should I know? Like, <laughs> That's he's his rationale. so dismissive. Yeah. Yeah. for yourself.
2: Completely checked out. And you, then, If you're that dumb, I hope you die is basically what yeah. he's saying. Yeah.
0: And then the guy says, after talking with Agent Mulder here, I feel slightly constipated. <laughs> what a thing to say. I know,
2: that struck me as odd. There's a lot of shit stuff.
0: Okay, so here, again, I'm going to try and make sense more
2: of the theme of the episode. Yeah, because the shit is in this theme.
0: Yes, the shit is in the theme. Cockroaches eat shit. At the end, Mulder's eating that cake that kind of looks like shit. Yeah. And then when he's typing about technology, so it's like our most base element, which is eating, versus our least base element, which is technology. And then the technology fucks up, so he smacks it to get it right. So I think it's like we're trying to um, transcend our animal nature with all these trappings of technology and structure and conspiracy theories, but ultimately we're just animals.
2: I, th- I think that had to be it. The fact that he hits the computer and that it's we're not good at doing what we think we are. And it's are. at the
0: word technology. Yeah. It's like tech, 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 and then he hits it. So I think it's something it like that. Be, yeah. yeah, But it, again, like you said, it's not really... It doesn't really come together like it does in the other ones. Like it, you, you sort of have to piece it together. I feel later. like they
2: give it to you at the end, but but in the middle, they're not. They're not as focused on backing that up. It's almost like that end thing is like, oh yeah, we got to wrap this up with it. Yeah, and let's do that.
0: It. It's also just unsatisfying when uh, things aren't like a an, an episode with actual killer cockroaches would be really. That's a good bad guy. Yeah. In this one, the fact that it's all random stuff and it it just feels a little... Like the cockroach infestation happens because the guy had brought manure over. Right. Right? And um, it's all like random stuff. It just is unsatisfying when that happens,
2: when it's like a Scooby-Doo kind of ending. Yeah. How would you like to be the guy that gets killed by the cockroaches in the hotel, though, and just... To have them crawling all over you like that.
0: Well, I, I thought of that a lot because in a lot of this, like the first guy who dies, the exterminator, yeah. is covered in cockroaches. That actor had to be covered in yeah. cockroaches.
2: And that guy in the motel, did you see his feet? No. You didn't look at his feet? They're bad feet? They were rough. <laughs> they, they were more disturbing than any cockroach in that whole show. I, I fucking hate cockroaches. Well, check out this guy's feet because okay. you are going to have a new enemy. <laughs>
0: One of my f- most traumatic memories is I was hanging out with my friends. I was a kid. I was probably like 12, very self conscious. And in Pakistan we have these flying cockroaches and when a cockroach is flying, it doesn't look graceful. It's just like chaos flapping around is what it looks like and they're pretty big. And so it's just like chaos flying around. One got into my shirt and started trying to fly away. So it was just like flapping and I could hear it in my shirt but I was with girls, I didn't want to take my shirt off because I felt so so I was just like and this fucking thing is flapping against my skin and I can feel it It, I'm going back right now it's so horrible oh my god so what'd you do did you just I managed to somehow get it out by like but it was like fucking freaking out in there another time I remember I was eating a cheese sandwich (laughs) and there was a Dead cockroach that it must have been dead for a long time. And I stepped on it by mistake. It was upside down. I caught it later. I stepped on it by mistake. And it made like a loud bang sound. Because like I think it was dried and there was air trapped in there. When I squished it, it like basically popped. And it was like, bam, like super loud. And I just put down my cheese
2: sandwich. And I honestly couldn't eat cheese sandwiches for a while. I don't blame you. That's funny you should mention that. Because I watched these episodes yesterday. And I just realized last night I had a dream where I was eating a sandwich at a park and bugs got all over it. But I was so hungry that I went to the water fountain and Ooh. just watered down the sandwich to get the bugs yeah. off. And the, and I didn't care that the sandwich was just sopping wet because I was just about to shove it down my throat anyway. Anyway, yeah. And I ate it. One of my that's recurring gross.
0: nightmares is yeah, I eat chocolate and the, there's bugs inside them. Oh. Like big, huge, like locusty bugs.
2: Oh. I remember, You know Jeff Davis? Yeah. Yes. He once told me a story where I think he woke up one morning and had like a Dr. Pepper from the night before, but there was like maybe half an inch of oh. Dr. Pepper in there, and he drank it and it was all ants. Oh. That just rode the half inch of Dr. Pepper down his mouth or Man. something.
0: In this episode, they say that killer bees, we made them. That's true. And that's... Really? Yeah, they bred two different kinds of bees together because they and they call them Africanized bees because I think they took like American bees, Africanized honeybees, cross between the Western honeybee species and the African honeybee. But they they didn't do that
2: to make them killer bees. No, they made
0: them because they thought they'd make more honey, uh, and then they ended up making these bees that are way more aggressive. They don't kill, but they're like way more aggressive. They'll pursue people for up to half a mile, which is fucking long. Can you imagine? Running from
2: bees for half a mile. But when you get to that half a mile mark and you keep feels, going and they stop, yeah, and you just turn like around a wall. and taunt them. Fuck yeah, you! Yeah, I made it. Uh, um, well, that well, first episode movie out. was about there's bees a bee, too. There's a whole bee
0: yeah. component to it that hasn't come on in the show yet, but that becomes a big thing. Is right. how that's how they spread. I remember something things, about that. Yeah. Okay. But we made African eyes. We made these bees, and then this sort of turned out. They started wiping out. What they do is they go in and take over other hives and stuff. We created monsters, and then they got out, and they somehow got to America, and now there's killer bees in the world, and oh we
2: made God. them. I do remember that as a kid. You know, they were like the myth of killer bees, and it yeah. was a legitimate fear.
0: Oh, yeah, red ants, killer bees. Yeah. Like, there were all kinds of scary things that were, that were scarier than they really are. Ebola shows up in this. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and it's, was that
2: a th- was there like an Ebola scare in the nineties? In the nineties,
0: there was an Ebola scare, and there's an episode, I believe, season two, called F. Masculata that is very specifically about. It's not Ebola, but it's an Ebola-like thing. And they talk about Ebola in it. It was in the nineties. There was an Ebola scare. And so the X-Files sort of references it. That's right. And wasn't that the same time Outbreak came out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. A- there was a whole time where it's interesting how every few years that happens. Like we had Contagion uh-huh. and then we had the real life Ebola scare. So yeah. every like few, uh, Planet of the Apes, is, isn't that also? No, there's no virus. Isn't there, uh, there a virus? The in new Apes? one, right? Is is that, the new uh, one? I, uh, I think there is. Yeah. That could I could be I wrong. Don't remember i always i guess i think whenever there's monkeys there's a virus involved <laughs> although i know that apes are not monkeys they're fucking monkeys right <laughs> fair enough don't be we an asshole. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly whales are fish uh-huh. apes are monkeys yeah let's just be it's it's, spiders are bugs
2: frankenstein is the monster yes come on. like we all know <laughs> what we're talking about yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah tomato yeah. is not a fucking fruit uh, uh, oh. no i know yes exactly <laughs> exactly um I like when she says her name is Bambi. She says it twice the exact same way. Her name is Bambi. And this is the first time that you... Well, I guess not the first time, but they're really sort of hit kind of hard that she's a little jealous of it. Yeah, I wondered about that. This is one of the first times that there's some sort of hint at some sort of
2: romantic interest between the leads. They keep teasing the possibility of bringing these guys back. Is that going to happen again? Another X-Files? I think so. Yeah. You say it like... I believe in love. That yeah, was, that was I want the, to believe. That, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I believe God's hand can be felt. Yeah. That's what he says in the last episode. I I think what would be great would be like a six-episode Netflix series. Oh, yeah. Because making a movie, it has to make like $200 million. That's crazy. Yeah, and these, are,
2: these aren't really meant to be movies. It's
0: They're not meant to be movies, I don't think. I think you're right. I think you do like a six-episode arc that that's like perfect. a new specific thing that's not about aliens or whatever. It could be about a werewolf or something, one sort of arc, do it, put it on Netflix. The bar is still low on Netflix. You don't have to like get advertisers or like, the same kind of ratings.
2: people. Like can... they're doing with uh, Twin Peaks. Right. What is she Perfect. doing now? I haven't seen She's her. in a
0: lot of stuff. She has this British show called The Fall, which oh, is really yeah, good. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Really good. I think season two just started, but it's not on Netflix here yet. She's also in Hannibal, which is uh, Mads Mickelson yeah, from yeah, Cina that's Royale. That's right, yeah. He cries blood. Yeah. By the way, as far as tells go, that's the worst.
2: That is, that is I uh, think the, the textbook tell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Tough to ignore. Yeah. Tough to ignore. <laughs> um, uh, the conversation where Balder sort of goes on and tells her the whole thing of his backstory with bugs and he's like, it wasn't like a girly scream. And then after the whole thing, she goes, are you sure it wasn't a girly scream? Yeah. I thought that was a fun little conversation. That they were like great. fun.
2: Yeah. The best, the best thing about the show is when the two of them banter. And- yeah, yeah. They're great at it. Yeah. You could clearly see that they really like each other. Is there one writer, is it Chris Carter, like who's the best at getting their repertoire down? And-
0: I think Darren Morgan's really good at it because he really gets at the differences between them. Uh huh. And but he kind of like breaks down the relationship, which I think is interesting, and not shows that it's not super healthy. Um, his brother Glenn Morgan and James Wong, who's his writing partner, is they're both they're really good at Scully episodes mm. and showing how Mulder's paranoia can like is bad.
2: That's fascinating. That someone's like, we need a Scully episode. You're our Scully guy. They're and you're Scully our people, guy. yeah. Oh, wow.
0: And Howard Gordon, who did who's the creator of Homeland he is um he's a good molder guy and so so there's like different this is the first show i remember uh where different writers had different like i noticed that they were they approached it
2: all differently interesting
0: yeah it was it was cool i like the idea of oh she says he's hung like a club-tailed dragonfly i <laughs> they're talking about cockroach dicks yeah and then later, they're like, is it? And he's like, yes, even the genitalia is normal. These two talk a lot about, like, yeah. penises and vaginas yeah. with each other. Yeah, get a lab. Yeah, get a lab. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> get a lab. Why are they drinking when him and the doctor, the doctor, the the, the robot guy, yeah. the Stephen Hawking guy, he says... Uh, he makes fun of Mulder. He says whoever believes in aliens is brainwashed by too much science fiction or that kind of gray, big-eyed alien. And Mulder's reaction is really funny. But then it cuts back, and they're both like drinking. Do you remember that? I now that you mention
2: it, yeah. But that I was just, a weird little thing. They never showed why, or, how, or it's yeah. just like
0: a weird, funny gag. They're yeah. just like
2: splitting whiskey. His. Um Little ground robot that he made. Yeah. I love that it has legs, but there's clearly wheels that it's yes. rolling on, and the legs yeah. are purely for effect. It's a really
0: shitty. Emily has a hammocker Schlemmer Christmas catalog. Do you know how? Oh yeah, Schlemmer? yeah, yeah. They have a four thousand dollar robot uh, in there that like <laughs> does stuff for you.
2: Is it like what does it do? Well, it's because it I'm I'm interested.
0: You're in the market for a robot for what it. How much it costs, it doesn't do very much. You can kinda control it with a remote. Yeah. And you you can talk into it and it talks. So basically you can freak people out. It's
2: just an extension of yourself. It's just an extension of yourself. I've already
0: got one of myself. I don't need more. Um i like the part where Scully has like a great logical theory, which is like manure and that's how the cockroaches came in and Mulder each time it's a different thing and now it's alien robots. Like each time he's like (laughs) escalates. I thought I thought that was fun. And I thought it was fun was uh, when Scully pulls up and sees the doctor, and she goes, "Let me guess, Bambi," uh. and he and she goes, "Yes, Fox is in there." And he she just repeats like Fox, because he does nobody calls him Fox, yeah. But he she does, yeah. and Scully's
2: like kind of rolling around. I at love it. that little scene when she pulls up, yeah, yeah.
0: Because Bambi
2: guess. also you can't hate her, no, because she's not hateable, but she's just innocent and. Uh, but, she, but yeah. Just innocent Scully and very, not, very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Canadian hot. 90s Canadian
0: hot. 90s Canadian hot. I looked her up. She still looks great. She looks yeah, great. I'll bet. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? I, I said that, like, we're always looking for some kind of connection, structure, reason. Sometimes random shit happens and we try and put structure on it. Like, maybe that's what it is. Um,
2: I think that's the best bet. It's not entirely clear, but... yeah. It's not that and the ending thing about how it it has to be that we're looking for purpose, but the purpose may not exist that we, you know, we really, at the end of the day, do those four things. And as much as we, we, we've been cursed with wanting a purpose, but a purpose probably doesn't exist. And that's. That's crazy. We to make think our about own that. purpose, and we do yeah. X Files
0: podcast. But
2: then now we have a purpose. Yeah, now and we so have a
0: purpose. Just because we made it doesn't mean it's.
2: We laugh at God. Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Nobody's listening. <laughs> we really pulled these whole these two episodes together.
2: Yeah, pretty we did. Well, well um, done. Is there
0: anything else you want to say about these episodes? No, other
2: than thank you for having me. Oh, this dude, was thanks so much for fun coming. to revisit and fun to talk about. Yeah, I, did you
0: like watching them? Yeah, I had yeah. a
2: very pleasant experience, and uh, if I ever have the excuse to just. As an assignment, sit down and watch TV, it takes the guilt out of not getting some other thing done. Oh, yeah. And I truly enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It's oh. great. The other day, uh, I did the Drunk History this season. Did you get drunk? Yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. to recover, I, uh, I did the first season, and I had to fly the next morning. And it was the biggest mistake I've ever made oh, in my life. And this time God. I knew, of course, I'm going to block out the full day. And it was last Tuesday, and it was pouring rain Oh yeah, perfect. And I just put on the 60s Batman TV and all day long I got the cat, I got Amanda or whatever and the Christmas tree and just sitting there feeling like I knew I had this day blocked out to just watch a full series of a television. Yeah. Magical. It's heaven.
0: Um, Did you like watching it?
2: Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched it as a kid and I didn't know it was camp and I loved it. I took it sincerely. And then later on, I realized it was camp and I enjoyed it. But now I really appreciate how brilliant they are comedically in that show. It's It's
0: really interesting because it is a product of its time, but also aware of itself.
2: And way ahead of its time comedically, I think. And even the writing, like some of the plots are so wonderfully complicated. Like One of the ones I watched was um, Egghead... His whole plan Vincent is Price. yeah, put a ten cent tax on every egg sold in Gotham City, or I'll kill Commissioner Gordon and give me that tax. Wow! Rob a bank. Wow! Or just say give me a million dollars. Yeah. But the, Why does it have to be it, egg? It has to be egg based. It does, and every pun he <laughs> has is egg based. And there's one where the does he say excellent? Many. Oh yes, yeah, that's all course. he says. There's one where the Joker robs a bar. By taking over, like, vending machines in this one, he takes over a jukebox, and the jukebox open up, and a shotgun is on, like, the the record needle, and it's just, yeah, like, pendulating back and forth as if that's supposed to, no one can get away from that. Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, just duck. And then thugs come into the room after that to take the money, but they don't have guns.
0: Yeah, (laughs) When and it's you, so brilliant. When did you install the shotgun? I mean, so many oh, questions. It's it's the best. It's great. I um, love it. And all right. Thanks so much for coming. Thank uh, you. Promote your stuff. Wolf Pop?
2: Yeah, the whole Wolf Pop podcast network is up and running now, and it has a lot of great Really great shows on there. In fact, Devin Farachi's is one of my favorite on that show with Cannon, Amy Nicholson, yeah. and they discuss whether a movie should be in the canon of great films. And yeah. I love that show. I and should listen to it. It's it's really worth listening. And to. And
0: yours, you have one. I was yeah, it's
2: called I Was There Too, and I just interview people that aren't the stars of films but were present in really good scenes of cinema history, and they can tell you like what it was like on the day. And
0: yeah, so. like the woman pushing the baby stroller.
2: In The Untouchables, yeah. yeah. She's my next guest.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. And
2: guy from Aliens. And then some people you know, like Paul F. Tompkins was in There Will Be Blood. and
0: I've heard his story about Daniel Day-Lewis talking over his lines and cutting yeah. him off more and more yeah. so that his line gets cut. That's really funny. And
2: there's a funny story Paul tells, I won't spoil it, but about in-between takes, Daniel Day-Lewis sort of does this vocal noise exercise or you don't know exactly what it is but it's pretty fascinating
0: he seems like he's really going for it i mean (laughs) yeah he's a pretty he's a force of nature he's looking for the whale yeah Yeah. (laughs) um great well thank Thank you so much for coming my
1: pleasure all right hope
0: you guys enjoyed that episode uh next week we're getting into two pretty heavy mythology episodes piper maru and Apocrypha, these introduce uh, new X-Files stuff, the mythology stuff that really, really comes to sort of define the X-Files mythology um, in the years to come. Uh, again at X-Files Files, again, feeling crazy, talking to nobody in particular, um, at X-Files Files, at Kumail N, Subreddit is slash X-Files Files. <laughs> And, um, and uh, the email, which I always forget. its I always forget what the email is. Here, I'll tell you what it is. It is, oh, God. Oh, thexfilesfiles at gmail.com. Thexfilesfiles at gmail.com. I promise I will never, ever forget it again. It's always, now it's seared in my memory. Um, all right, see you guys next week. I won't see you, but you, you get it.
1: Feral audio oh hey there hi do you like being happy and not sad you should check out the podcast hello and good news each week i sit down with a comedic guest and tell them all about the people places and current events affecting the world in a positive way whoa so check out and subscribe to hello and good news on itunes or your favorite podcasting app yeah